You know what time it is? It's two o'clock. Well, in like two weeks, but whatever. It's getting close. Let's step into the huddle. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by Line Star App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go Line Star Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it is Scott Bogman, and it's you, and we're recapping week six in the NFL, looking ahead to week seven, and we got a whole lot of news to get to right here, DFS-wise, and that's what we're talking here on the podcast, courtesy of the Line Star app, the greatest DFS tool site in the history of the universe, so go out there. Go get the Lines Star app. We're almost halfway through the season. What are you doing if you haven't gotten it yet? Seriously, like you need to start looking in the mirror and start evaluating your life because you're missing out on <laughs> a lot of great information and you're missing out on, like I said, it's just, it's in terms of creating lineups, researching stats. It's so helpful. It's how we prepare for the show. That's how we prepare the lineups. And Boggs, it was a wild week six. And as I teased at the top of the show, it looks like next week we're going to get Tua getting a start in the NFL. How about that? It's a feel-good story in 2020. It is a feel-good story. I will apologize to everyone who is not ready for the dad joke, like right at the very beginning of the show. So uh, my apologies for that, of course. Uh, but Joe is a dad, so be forewarned. He's going to have dad jokes. But uh, but yeah, I'm excited for Tua, for sure. I mean, uh, it, we don't have to worry about that last, uh, you know, this week. And um it, it sucks a little bit for Ryan Fitzpatrick because I don't think he's played real bad, but I I'm guessing Tua is just shredding it in practice. So uh, they're going to wait till after the bye week and then fire him in there. And uh, we're ready to see it. I tell you all my backup Tua shares. I'm happy now because of the, uh, you know, rotating door that has been quarterback this year for sure. Yeah. Well, look, I think that's <laughs> the whole season has been a rotating door. Uh, <laughs> just kind of how it felt. And, Obviously, you know, some great performances in, in week six. Certainly, Derrick Henry comes to mind. I mean, Derrick Henry, the 200 yards rushing, the two touchdowns, the whole thing. And, that you know, not to be lost in this, although very frustrating for me because I had, in fact, this, this lineup topped out at 160 points, right? It was Derrick Henry. It was Ronald Jones. It was Kirk Cousins and all the garbage Kirk Cousins. It was still pretty good. Still got <laughs> me by, right? Yeah, And it should have been way more. And I lost Johnny Smith, unfortunately, got me oh. one point, And that was, oh, I was like, oh, look, 160. And it's the difference between winning nine bucks in a tournament and a hundred bucks in a tournament. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that you can't take any L's, unfortunately. So there was an L there. But actually, actually, let me let me rephrase. Actually, that lineup was Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Ronald Jones, and then boo, John the, the Smith. The Titan stack. Yeah, the, the Titan, Titan stack line. And you know what? I'm mad because I didn't have any Texans in it. And you know what? Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me <laughs> twice. Shame on me. I'm in now. I'm in with Cooks. I'm in with Fuller. I'm in with Watson. I'm in. You can have David Johnson, but I was impressed with the Texans, Fox. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, they they uh, they shredded Bill O'Brien, and I think they're playing with a little more passion now as well. Like, you, you know how it goes in the NFL. You can watch the Jets right now when a team doesn't believe in their head coach. They're, they're not putting in that second effort. They're not grinding as hard as they, they could be and all that good stuff. I didn't know stuff. the Jets put in a first effort. I was waiting <laughs> for that first one. 
Well, you know, uh, the, the Jets are probably a different story than everybody else. But I mean, that that's why Bill O'Brien had to go when he got into a, you know, a shouting match with J.J. Watt. You know, when, when your team captain is questioning your head coach, uh, one of them has to go and it ain't going to be J.J. Watt in Houston. So uh, Bill O'Brien gone and the Texans pick it up. And that's, you know, specifically Randall Cobb, you know, 21 targets over the last two weeks. He is clearly the number two. Kenny Stills has taken a back seat and, uh, you know, Randall Cobb has taken a back seat. So it's uh, it's all about Brandon Cooks right now. Yeah. I mean, look, Fuller's been good. Um, there's no doubt about that. And uh, Cooks has been excellent. So we'll see if they continue to uh, keep that trend. Uh, the Eagles have a trend, too of uh, having everybody on their team hurt. Miles Sanders is going to be out this week. Uh, you're going to miss Zach Ertz for a couple weeks. I feel like this Thursday, and, you know, we're not going to really talk about this game because it's not on the main slate, but I feel like Thursday night football is a playoff game, basically, because, <laughs> I mean, really, if you think about it, if the Eagles win, yeah. they're right in the driver's seat, and if they lose, don't look now, but, like, it could be the Giants' division to lose because I got to be honest with you, bro after seeing not only the Eagles fall short again, which I know we all expected. It was nice that they showed up at the end of the game, but oh my God, Dallas on Monday night with Andy Dalton, we got the answer to our question. And uh, the the answer was false, false. Yeah. Like Andy Dalton cannot run this offense and there is no defense to be played in Dallas box. That was a dreadful showing by the Cowboys. I mean, I think I think I read that the defense is the worst in NFL history through the worst first six in NFL games. history. It is. They also, yeah. by the way, the offense is not helping. They have 15 turnovers already. <sighs> they had 17 last year throughout the entire season. Can, well, just, when you're on your backup quarterback, thinking. when you're on your backup quarterback already, who they will not let throw the ball downfield. They had what 38 completions for 150 yards or what? It wasn't that bad, but it was pretty bad. So, you know, uh, when you have that going for you, you can't have your main running back fumble the ball so many times. And Zeke just had butterfingers yesterday. He could not, he cannot hold on to the ball. It didn't look great. And you're right. This Thursday game might be a playoff game simply for the fact that ever, I mean, this, this division isn't going to have a winning record when they get into the playoffs, right? Isn't the winner going to be seven and nine? Well, you, the you, last time that's happened, it was, uh, I think the Carolina Panthers in 2014, they were seven, eight and one. I think I saw that. Yeah. Time. Yeah, I, I don't think any team is going to have a winning record in this division. Uh, unfortunately, I think the Eagles are the best, but they're also the most banged up. So uh, they would be my pick as it stands right now. Obviously, it was Dallas before Dak went down, but when when Dak went down, uh, it changed the whole scope of that division, even though the division was already bad. So I wouldn't be surprised if anybody makes it, but I, my pick right now would be the Eagles because eventually they'll get a little more healthy. I agree. Uh, I, in fact, I would probably, you know, that's the narrative I'm writing too. <laughs> it just seems yeah. like that would be the way to go that eventually they get healthy. And eventually in the second half, you know, these teams are going to beat up on each other, but Dallas just looks terrible. I mean, just what a horrendous game for them. Uh, obviously a great game for the Steelers, a fantastic showing, obviously there's handling the Browns, but good news Browns fans, because the next couple of weeks, boys, the schedule light. In terms of the defenses they're playing, it's going to get really Cincinnati. They get Seattle. They get all these teams where there's no defense. So don't worry. Things are going to go right. They had a tough two weeks here with Indianapolis and Pittsburgh back to back. Let's talk about the Falcons too. Another coach fired, another rebound. Falcons going out there with the Vikings. And you know, I was talking about this on the TV today. I know everybody wants to write off Kirk Cousins, but I think it's like a 20 something million dollar cap hit if they release him next year. 
So they're going to have to find a trade partner or something because I don't know if there's a way out of this for the Vikings. Like they might be stuck here and that is frightening. Yeah. I mean, look, Kirk Cousins, he's Jekyll and Hyde. And that's why I said on the Black Book show, I hate him. <laughs> and it's it's not a real hate. It's not a real hate of the person, Kirk Cousins. It's a hate of the quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Because well, you know, if, if it, he dies, he dies. He said it. Yeah. <laughs> look, it's just. It's super difficult to pick a Vikings game. It's super difficult to know when to start Vikings players because you just don't know what Kirk Cousins you're going to get on a week-to-week basis. Luckily, he had some garbage time salvage him in this game, but you know the uh, the first half was abysmal as it has been for him uh, most of the time this year. So, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson actually I think is the highest-rated wideout on PFF right now. He's been incredible. So. Uh, Justin Jefferson is a nice safe bet. I think moving forward, other than that, it's Dalvin cook when he comes back and the Vikings are just, they're hard to pick they're, they're hard to pick and they're hard to know when to start. Yeah. Well, that's the, ain't that the truth. And speaking of starting too, I heard some rumors that they were going to start, uh, maybe six, excuse me, Gardner Minshew. Like, what are you doing? Are you really Mike Glennon the way you want to go about things? Really? Really, yeah, Doug look, is, Gardner's been bad, but he's you know we've seen we've hey, seen the Mike Lennon show before. He's got more fantasy points per game than a lot of other quarterbacks that would shock you. He's, well, he's, yeah, it's because he's ineffective in the first yeah. couple quarters and then plays in garbage time, which will get you benched eventually. But, yeah, but uh, I love as, it for fantasy; it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> as long as he's starting, he's a good start. So I, I I do I like Minshew for DFS moving forward and for fantasy. It's just, you know, his grasp on the job is definitely tenuous. No, look, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, obviously last week, too, you know, there's a lot of bad. You know, the Giants-Washington game was bad. The Dolphins got up to an early lead on the Jets. And that went, you know, how Jets got shut out of that game. Uh, Broncos-Patriots was terrible. Bears-Panthers was underwhelming. There was a lot of crappy games, basically, yeah. to be honest, like week six. Week six, there was like a couple. You had the amazing Titans-Texans. And it was a fun story with the Falcons and the Eagles made it close. But man, for the most part, week six was kind of kind of gross. I'm just going to say it. it was gross. Yeah, it was weak sauce. I mean, you know, there was some excitement even in some crappy games like, uh, you know, the the Giants and the, the Washington football team, uh, you know, Riverboat Ron gambling and losing was uh, was fun to watch. But yeah, the Broncos and Patriots was terrible. The The Jets getting shut out. Bucks just taking it to the Packers. Are the Bucks the best defense in the NFL, or is it the Steelers? No, it's the Steelers. Uh, the Bucks just, you know, what the Bucks did is they punched Aaron Rodgers in the mouth and he folded up like a tent. Like yeah. they, they did. It. They they picked him off, and he saw ghosts everywhere for the rest of that game. He threw another pick after the pick six, and it was just like he couldn't get out of his own way. And this is my argument all the time when people want to tell me how great Aaron Rodgers is, and he is. He's great. He's a Hall of Famer. I get it. Stop putting him in that he's the all-time greatest quarterback nonsense conversation it's nonsense he well is that's very not a good. conversation for anybody i mean you it's know, a conversation that, that ever look anybody with cheese on their head is having this conversation with me on twitter once a year and well, brady a year, has six rings so brady has six I rings mean, that's the end of the conversation and after yeah. that we could talk about peyton manning we could talk about drew Brees. we could talk about joe montana we could talk about dan marino you know we could talk about a lot of those quarterbacks i could i i will Take this to the grave. Brett Favre won three straight MVPs, went to two straight Super Bowls. Brett Favre is a better quarterback. I would take Brett Favre in a second over Aaron Rodgers, in a second if I was starting a team. Aaron Rodgers isn't even the best quarterback in his own organization. There, I said it. 
<laughs> Man, I think it's pretty close. I think it's closer than you give it credit to, but I would take Favre too. Ah, three straight MVPs. Three. I don't remember Aaron Rodgers winning three straight MVPs or nope. getting a lot of Super Bowls. <clears throat> Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> remember losing some games to the Giants a lot and yeah. Father Tom Coughlin. With his, well, with his so, rosy cheeks. Well, let's not let's not. You know, uh, I mean, you're not one to bash losing to the Giants, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> I know it, and I know it so well that I can I can live it out. <laughs> so here's uh for me personally, the things that went wrong. I mean, we could talk about it with you too, and and your bombs. Let's do the terrible first. Aaron Rodgers was terrible. Maybe that's why I'm so mad because I had a lot of Aaron Rodgers in cash. Rodgers, yeah. Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. And after the first quarter of this game, I went, all right, we're going to roll this one. No, not to be said, not to be done. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers stuck it to me and all those lineups. He crushed me. It was terrible. Alexander Madison was terrible. He was yeah. chalk and he was bad, bad, bad. He only had 3.5. You want to take a guess of how the uh, million dollar contest, how, how highly uh, rostered he was? Uh, how? Yeah. How? Let me, let me know. 37%. How about that? Man, yeah, it looked like a great matchup. And honestly, I I yanked a bunch of the uh, Vikings and Falcons players out of my lineups because this game was in question. I know I did the same thing. COVID test. So I didn't have. Was I wish I just left it alone. Yeah, never gone back. Even even with a bad play on Madison, it still would have been worth it to have Matt Ryan and Ridley and uh, Jefferson and all those guys. Here's the thing. I was all in the wrong side of this. I was in on the Minnesota side and I keep giving them benefit of the doubt. And every time they keep sticking it to me. So that was a disaster. Johnny Smith got hurt. That was a disaster. Uh, the good news is that there were some good things. Ronald Jones, uh, just 10% rostered 25 points. We were all over him and his $5,800 salary on FanDuel. Uh, Chase Claypool. We went back to that. Well, he got a 16. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, Kenny Galladay didn't have the touchdown. Otherwise it would have been a very good day for Kenny Galladay. Um, but look, we were very much about Derrick Henry and Tannehill and that Tennessee stack. So if you had that, things were good. Uh, the million dollar lineup had Matt Ryan at 31, 64 points. That's pretty good right there. It did yeah. have David Montgomery who we were on, who was terrible. He was 19% rostered. He only had 11 points. I'm done with him. He's dead to me. And that Derek yeah, Henry he was good the week before. I get well, why do you keep saying he's dead to you? Dead to me. I've had it. It's over. He yeah. can't do it anymore. Because it's these are the this is the thing. He has a matchup against Tampa, which is again Thursday night, so it didn't really matter. But I, I but he played I would well against Tampa. And he Tampa's did. Defense is great. He did and he shouldn't have. And then but the game where he's got about, Carolina. Why does he suck? Isn't it less about David Montgomery and more about the bad play calling of from Nagy? Of course it is, but they go okay. hand in hand. They do. They do. Okay. But, but like, separate but one Nagy, without the other. Well, uh, you sound like you're done with Dave Montgomery permanently, right? I'm and, at least and, today, right now okay. I'm done. Talk to me All on right. Thursday when the other show comes out, I'll be back. <laughs> okay. We'll see how it goes. I am done. I am so old. Oh, I mean, they play on, on Monday oh. this week, so we don't have to worry about them. Thank this week. God. So we get right. a week off. Thank God. God and watch, he'll be really good, and I'll be right back here next week. <laughs> Miserable. So once again, we keep talking about how you know the the winning lineups are chalk with one off. Okay, here you go. Matt Ryan, great. Montgomery sucked, but whatever. Uh, Henry, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. I mean, they were right stack. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. It was the Atlanta Minnesota stack. It was just yep. all the right pieces of it, which was Ryan, the two receivers, and Justin Jefferson. It had Ronald Jones, which we had Pittsburgh Steelers defense, which we had. They put up eighteen points against Cleveland. What was the one-off, you say? 
How about 2.8% roster Trey Burton, who had four catches for 15 yeah. touchdown, 19 points. That's it. He had a rushing touchdown, too, for out of the Wildcat. He had two scores. So Dude, Matt Ryan uh, was only 3.7% owned, but it's so funny. Once again, everybody trying to be so weird. No, stop being weird. Just find that one piece. And honestly, I feel like there's a trend here, Boggs, which is tight end is not good. You kind of talked about this with me before the show. It feels like that's the spot to just take a flyer. If you get it right, you get that touchdown or two, the rest is gravy. And I think that's going to be my approach going forward because it seems like a trend. It's the one thing you can like, that's where the strange is coming from. It's always coming from tight end. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, this week, remember I, I told you if I went back to the Logan Thomas, well, and I said, if it doesn't pay off again, I'm going to be done with him forever, but he scored a touchdown. So he and he's uh, only 5k you know. this week, by the way, coming into yeah. the week. Yeah, he's real cheap. So uh, I'm still I'm liking him. I don't know if he's going to be a play for me this week, uh, but against Dallas, he's a. It is rough. You know what? Yeah, he He is going to play. He is going to be a play. I wasn't. I I I just double checked. I'm like, who are they planning? Oh, it's Dallas. Yeah, he's going to be a play for sure. I mean, can here's the the question you keep asking yourself: like, does it matter? Like, can even Kyle Allen do something? Like, can can it be anybody (laughs) at this point? And I and I guess. I guess the answer is I don't is know yes. why they don't go back to Dwayne. Like, like they need to, they need to lose a game here to go back to Haskins. And uh, I, I don't, I don't get why Kyle Allen is in there right now. It, it, like I said, it's gotta be something off the field that Ron Rivera doesn't like, or some coaching habit or something that he just does not like about Haskins. And that's why he's gone because he wasn't playing. He was playing better than Daniel Jones and Daniel Jones is still the starter, even though the, Giants are terrible. So I guess they won this game against Washington. So you can give him that. But I mean, did the Giants win it or did Washington lose it? I mean, which one would you say is more accurate? Mm, very deep. I would say Washington lost it, to be honest. Yeah, they went for two and lost it. So, uh, you know, they, they were right in there as well, even with Kyle Allen. And I think they would have won that game with Haskins. And I was a, a Dan- and I still am a Daniel Jones guy uh, moving forward, but he just has not put it together this year. So no. doesn't look good. No, he has not. All right. So that was week six in a nutshell. Let's look at week seven. So we already talked about the playoff game on Thursday night. So let's talk about the rest of it here. Panthers and <laughs> Saints. They get the Saints coming off a bye here. Um, obviously, it's a great matchup for Kamara. We would imagine we're going to have Michael Thomas. So it's like all systems go in the dome. So I guess here's the question. Are we going to be just all in on the Saints? Because that's typically what we used to do. Like I remember the old days and normal times. I remember the good old days when you used to get over there and have Michael Thomas and Drew Brees and feel good about it. Do you feel good um, about it? No, I don't. I, I feel okay about Alvin Kamara, and that's probably it. I don't know if I want to start Michael Thomas's first game back. He's probably going to be really expensive, even though the matchup is great. I just don't know if I want to go right, jump right back into that well. So for me, I don't. I don't see myself doing a Saints stack. I, I think it's more Alvin Kamara and uh, not much else. I think for me, I would, I would go with Alvin Kamara too. I, I, I think I would, I would wait. I pump the brakes. It's not, it's yeah. not a terrible idea, but I'm just I mean, it might 100%. open up everybody else too. You know, Manny uh, might get a little bit more, maybe. and Traquan might get some one on ones and stuff, and maybe even Jared Cook will get more involved. But I want to wait and see what it looks like before I dive feet first. Yeah, in, you know, I think, I think that's fair. Um, I would say in cash, I feel good about Kamara. In tournaments, you're right, Traquan, maybe even um, maybe even Jared Cook, uh, since tight end is terrible. That's the kind of interesting strange there that I would strongly consider. Um, Bills and Jets, 
little boy, Bill's defense is going to be very expensive this week, and uh, <laughs> rightfully so. And um, look, they I, should I think- be bought everywhere, by the way. I mean, you should buy the Bills defense. I mean, you, you're probably going to get a shutout. The The Jets offense is pathetic. It's terrible. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. But you know what? The Bills have got to start running the football. You know, that this yeah. is this is a problem. And I'll tell you what, you know, Clyde Edwards Alaire ran a muck on Monday. And even more to the point, like if you're if you're Buffalo, as the weather starts to get worse and you can't run the football, that's gonna be a problem. Like you need to have it's gotta be Zach Moss or Singletary or somebody besides Josh Allen. And uh look Well Josh Allen's take, looked like crap two weeks ago. Yeah, but like I can't take know. too much out of a game on the road and then a game against the defending Super Bowl champs that look in the rain. Like I'm, I'm not going to get too much, but I can because he just didn't look right, you know. And that's that's really what it was. There's something off about Josh Allen right now. It doesn't matter against the Jets; they'll beat the Jets up and down the field. But he's not playing his best football right now. Well, so. look, I love that because that means that the roster percentage is going to be low on Josh Allen, and I'd buy right back in against the Jets because they're terrible. Yeah. So, and you could get him and Diggs bad. together and just go roll. I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with that. I can tell you right now. Uh, Browns and Bengals. Here's the thing. You know, the Browns, I'd love to be throwing a lot of Browns out there, but there's not a lot of health. The one thing I will say is I am back in the Kareem Hunt business this week. I told you I'm going to take a two week layoff. He's 7K on FanDuel. Gimme, gimme. I want him against the Bengals. They're terrible uh, defensively. Uh, back into T. Higgins. Now, AJ Green had a good week too. Do you want to get back in AJ Green here or just go back to no. Tyler Boyd? Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not going with no. AJ Green after one good week. Come on. But you're right about uh I you're definitely right about Kareem Hunt because it's uh the Bengals are twenty-seventh in the league, giving up 142 rush yards a game. So I think Hunt's gonna get the majority of those. So uh Hunt is gonna be a pretty easy buy this week, regardless of his cost. Yeah, I would agree. And and you know what? Just across the board there too. Yeah. It's back to back, you know, down weeks. I won't say bad, just down weeks for like Boyd and Higgins and stuff. But, you know, they faced Baltimore and Indianapolis back to back. Before that, they were both, you know, having some great weeks there. And Higgins was okay. He just didn't get in the end zone. I think he still had over 100 yards last week. So, yeah, I'm Joe Burrow's fine. I mean, but I, the Browns defense is the strength of their team. So I don't know if I, 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 I am legit concerned for Joe Burrow's health this week for uh, Miles Garrett uh, up against that offensive line. It is going to be ugly. going to be yeah. ugly, ugly for Burrow. Yeah, I could see that. I definitely could see that. All right, let's uh, continue to move on here through the rest of these games. Coming up, we got the Cowboys in Washington. Now, normally, look, I mean, this is pretty bad, but I think you cherry-pick the right piece. Logan Thomas would be that piece that I would I would feel good about regardless, and the rest I can't. I just can't get into it, and I have zero I like confidence. a contrary. I like a contrarian play on Gibson this week just because he, he McKissick. Uh, yeah. Well, well, no, McKissick actually got more involved last week. Right. But that's but what I, I mean, because he was good. Going yeah. Gibson yeah. Well, yeah, it's because Gibson had so few touches last week, but he doesn't need a bunch of touches, especially against this Cowboys defense, which is horrific. I I think we see our first like giant explosive touchdown from Gibson in this game. Now, what do you do with the Cowboys right now? Because, you know, coming off that Giants game where Dalton came in, things looked good, but he looked terrible against Arizona. I mean, absolutely dreadful. He was throwing balls to the other team. He was missing guys. He was just all over the place. It was not good. I mean, and I know they got Washington, which is a, a winnable matchup, but I have zero confidence. Like, I can't start any of these guys against Washington, and I'd like to. I just can't. And Z keeps fumbling the ball. It's just terrible. 
Yeah, I think Cooper and Lamb are somewhat safe. Other than that, I don't, you know, Gallup was low on targets this week with only six. Uh, Cooper and Lamb still both had 10 in garbage time. Uh, and even if, uh, you know, if, if this game gets away from them and Washington is winning, which, I mean, I couldn't imagine saying that last week, but I can now after watching them on Monday Night Football. Uh, I, I do think there's still going to be a little bit of garbage time for those whiteouts, but I think that's it. You know, maybe Schultz, if you're taking a deep shot on a tight end, but uh, he's a little bit more than a deep shot. So I don't think I'd go with him either. So you're right. It's tough to start any of these Cowboys moving forward. Well, there's got to of- watch them put together a game like that. Uh, I know, but that's the problem. It's like, do you want to have that one lineup just in case they put it together this week? Because this is a week to put it together. But then again, yesterday should have been a, a, week, a day to put it together. And they didn't against Arizona, yeah. who defensively is missing Chandler Jones. And look, I want to give Buda Baker a ton of credit because Buda was terrific. great. Man, yeah, he he's definitely player of the game. Uh, oh God, by the way, Washington game. second against the pass in the NFL, only allowing 270 yards per game. Yeah, ninth them in total and the Giants yards. have played surprisingly well on defense this year. Right, right. And so this is just not the matchup to start your Cowboys. I, no, I wouldn't I do, it. do it. I can't do it. Packers and Texans. There's going to be a lot of throwing in this one. I can tell you that right now. Um, give me Watson with Fuller. Give me Watson with Cooks. That's fine. Give me him and the receivers. Um, you want to take a shot on the tight end? Okay, fine. I imagine the Packers will bounce back. I imagine you you look at the Texans' inability to stop anybody on defense, and you got to imagine go back to the Aaron Jones well, go back to – I'm not going to go back to Aaron Rodgers, but I'll go back to Jones, and I'll go back to Devontae Adams. Uh, yeah, you got to go back to Aaron Jones in this game because the Texans are dead last in stopping the run, 32nd out of 32, 177 and a half is what they're giving up per game on the ground. So Aaron Jones is almost a must-start this week, which makes me want to take a little bit off of Rodgers and uh, the receivers. Not Maybe not Adams, obviously, but uh, I don't want any ancillary pieces. Maybe Tanya is a nice shot if his price is good too. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Um, it's, it's the Aaron Jones week for sure. No, it's 100%. <clears throat> so I, if I had a big one guy, it's Jones. I'm sure Adams will bounce back and be good, but I'm with you on that. And against, I'm taking the running back from the Packers and the wide receivers from the Texans. And Deshaun is always a good play. He's only 8K. I think that's pretty reasonable considering how good he's been the last two weeks. Now, here's another guy I like. How about DeAndre Swift against the Falcons this week? Can I get an amen? Amen. (laughs) Yes, you can. 61K on FanDuel. That's the price right now. I like this matchup. I really do. I love Kenny Galladay, too. I mean, you can't not like him. He's always going to be in that mid-seven kind of range. 76 on FanDuel. It's a great matchup. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if this lasts like more than a week with the Falcons just going bananas. Do you think it does? Like, should we go back to the Matt Ryan, Julio, and, and Calvin Ridley well again? Or are we going to miss I'm, out? Yeah, again? I'm okay with that. I'm definitely okay with that. I mean, the uh, the the Lions are middle of the pack in, in stopping the pass, 15th, but we know this is going to be a shootout because that's what the Falcons like. The Falcons defense is so bad that that's just what they dictate. They're actually fifth against the run, but it's because they're second to last against the pass. No one has to run on them. The Falcons, they, they, they just can throw the ball as much as they want on them. And that's what teams have been doing. So yeah, I'm, I'm good with, uh, I'm good with starting both pieces of this lineup. All right. Steelers and Titans. This is a good one too. This is a really good matchup here. Um, look, I, I, as much as I have am enamored and everybody is of the Steelers defense, they're going to have all, they're going to have a tough one here. This is a real matchup here. And yeah, 
this one sucks. I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not excited for uh, this game for my Steelers because you know the uh, the NFL always trends towards the offense, and uh, that's what the the Titans have the best rolling offense in the NFL right now. So uh, this really looks like. Uh, a great matchup of the Titans offense and the Steelers defense, but it makes me hesitant to start a guy like Derrick Henry as well, even though I do think he'll still have a pretty decent game. Uh, I don't know if he's going to have that gigantic game that he's had the last two weeks. So uh, this one kind of takes some pieces off the board for us. I feel like. Look, it's going to be interesting to see if Tannehill can have another good game. If, if, you know, Derrick Henry can just keep rolling downhill on anybody. and, And it's very possible um, I, I don't think it's a bad play to have any of those three guys. And, and if Johnny Smith is out, I go back to that tight end too, because I think that's a, that's a guy you can look for in the red Berkser. zone too. Berkser. Yeah. You're afraid Anthony to say Berkser. his name? The, well, thought I it just, would get bleeped? I thought it might. <laughs> I thought it's possible. It does um, sound like a curse. Berkser. You Ferkser idiot. You um, are. You, you made a statement on Black Book this week, and I want to bring it up here on this show that the potential is there for a get right game for Juju. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because they're, we're going to have to keep pace with, you know, uh, we, we're going to have to keep pace with the, uh, the, the Titans this week. So I think Ben could open it up. Finally, it's been a lot of, you know, Steelers and Titans, or I, excuse me, it's been a lot of running and play defense for the Steelers, but I think against this Titans team, they could, they could need to pass the ball. So we might see Ben open it up a little bit. And I think Juju will be the beneficiary. Seahawks and Cardinals. Uh, I can tell you right now, this one should be fun too. I mean, these two quarterbacks running around, probably chalky, but the good kind of chalk. I'll be right back on DK Metcalf. I'll be right there with Kyler Murray. You can go any combination you want. This is the stack game. This This is is the stack game. game. It's Chris Carson. It's no defense. This is what it is. This is what it looks like. Um, And I'll tell you what, because the rest of the games on the slate, Chiefs Broncos, I'm not enamored of. I never, you know, never big on the mile high stuff necessarily. I don't know. Um, Chiefs coming off a, a good win, no doubt about that. But I don't know what's going to happen here with the layer after that huge game. And then Le'Veon Bell coming in, do they ease off because of the huge game? There's a lot of uncertainty right now here with where to go with the Chiefs and a lot of cost. And that's a bad combination. And then the 49ers and Pats is another game. Mostert's out. Uh, who the hell knows? What no, that no, nothing. Not, not, nothing there's, there. there's nothing in that game. And right? then Jaguars Chargers, which you can – now, this one I've got some attention to. I think Williams is in play. I think Hunter Henry's in play. Herbert's been very good. Um, the Jaguars receivers have been okay. I mean, Keelan Cole continues to be decent. Uh, DJ Shark, when he's healthy, he's he's a good player. I mean, just tell me, he's basically caught every ball that's been thrown to him all year. It's just whether or not he's healthy. But I think you're right. I think Seahawks Cardinals – that's the big one. Packers, Texans, that's another one. What would be your third of all the games? Would it be Lions, Falcons, you think? Or would it be yeah, Steelers, yep. Titans? No, it'd be Lions, Falcons for sure. So right. uh, Steelers, Titans feels nice, but, you know, the Steelers really, really, you know, jumped down the throat of Cleveland early. I, I, I really don't think that's going to happen against Tennessee, but I do think it's in the realm of possibility. So I want less for that game than I would with, I don't think we're going to get defense out of Atlanta ever. So uh, I think Detroit versus Atlanta is easily more stackable. Yeah. And just real quick, just kind of looking here in some of the prices, you're getting some discounts. Um, ben Roethlisberger, 74 on FanDuel, Herbert, 75, Tannehill, 73, Stafford, 73, there's a lot of like low end quarterbacks this week to kind of 
just be aware of that. Yeah, I understand it's tempting to go up to the board for like the Kyler Murray's of the world. And that's probably still the right way to go, especially in cash. But I mean, who's to say one of these other quarterbacks, one of these four we just talked about can't, you know, match somewhere near that because of the matchups they got. Yeah, I'm with you. I that particularly that Stafford play is the, is my favorite against the Falcons. It's like I think two auto starts in just one lineup that you have every week should be whatever quarterback plays the Falcons and whatever defense plays the Jets, right? I think those are some of the most obvious picks that we can have. And maybe whatever quarterback plays the Seahawks and that would be Murray this week. So yeah, uh, I might pay a thousand dollar difference between those two guys because Murray's at 84 Wilson's at 87 on the running back spot. Look, we already mentioned Deandre Swift at 61 Jones is 85. Again, these are just the FanDuel prices. We will talk more DK stuff on Thursday. It's just what I'm looking at right now. Kareem Hunt is at 71. So um, in terms of the defense, you got to pay up. Obviously the top of the board is Buffalo 5k. Uh, The Patriots defense at 48, I think is odd. Um, you can go down a little cheaper there, get the chiefs against Denver at 46. I think that's a better play to tell you the truth. Um, and then the rest of it, it's, I guess, you know, just choose your color because the rest of them are kind of, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's hard I to think trust the saints, but they're at home. It's, it's very difficult. DFS is going to be great this week. I really feel good about it. Picking these games. I feel like is going to be a little more difficult than it has been in the past. I could see weeks. that. So I could see that. I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely there as far as that. I feel like there's uh, going to be enough decent plays uh, for DFS where we can pick and choose and be excited about a bunch of guys. But picking these games is going to be way more difficult this week. So, yeah, I wonder if Washington is like a sneaky defense this week, <laughs> <laughs> just from the turnovers alone. I mean, just and they played well. Yeah, that's yeah. that that's a nice sneaky thought. But uh, I. I I can't imagine not paying up for Buffalo this week. No, like I, I just want to, I want to find the discounts wherever I can. It's Buffalo and Kansas city. Those are the two that pop to me. Like it's yeah. just, you know, the Denver just struggles to move in the football. You know, it's just why, why would in terms of offense, they have none. Kansas city's just, you know, looks like they're back on track after the hiccup. So I, I wouldn't worry. I think Kansas city is going to roll. If you, so if you want to get different from the bill, not that the jets are going to be good, but if you just need to save $400, uh, that's the drop off. That's what I would do. So that's just how it looks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. The, the Broncos, I mean, they did beat your Pats this week, but it was more the Pats beating themselves. They have, no yeah, they couldn't get out of the road. Right. There's a yeah. lot of, there's a lot of value too in the seven K range of wide receiver. So if you don't want to go up to the top of the board, you got Galladay at seven, six, you got Diggs at seven, five, you got Lockett and Metcalf seven, three and seven, four, uh, you got Terry McLaurin at seven one. There's a, there's a. Oh my a, God. That's an auto. <laughs> that's another one against Put him in there I against Trayvon Diggs. Play. Yes, please. I know. Thank I just you. wish the quarterback play was more consistent. AJ Brown is down at 68. Um, Will Fuller's at 69. Cooks is down there too. He's way under there. So look, there's, there's a lot of options here at wide receiver. It's going to be fun. Cooks is all the way at 59 on Fandle Williams. Mike Williams is 59 too. So ton of value ton of value this week with wide receiver which makes you kind of just you know get quarterback right get the running back right i love swift this week i think that's definitely a way to go so um in terms of trying to like you know like last week it was ronald jones i feel like this week it's swift against atlanta like that's the guy for me and i could be wrong maybe it'll be adrian peterson but at least hot take that's what it feels like i wouldn't be surprised if it's both of them that's you know, true. Uh, they, they split carries. I mean, obviously, Swift way more effective than Peterson last week, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's both of them at all. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to get the rest here 
on the show on the pre-snap, make sure you go over and you subscribe to the show. That way you know when the DFS show drops on Thursdays and on Friday, the wagering show. We're anywhere you listen to podcasts, so go subscribe to the pre-snap by LineStar, the DFS show. And uh, that way you can spend some quality time with Bogman and myself. And in the meantime, in that day in between, you can follow us on Twitter and spend some quality time with us at LineStar app, at LineStar NFL, at Bogman Sports, at Joe Pizapia 17. That'll do it for us. We'll be back with the DFS preview, ready to rock and roll on Thursday morning. There's nothing left to do now except don't sit win. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a review, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman.